Hello and welcome into another in zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff here with our digital anchor Jake Wallace. Jake, another week of high school football, and supposedly, I'm told, there's not going to be rain for the first time this season. What's that going to be like? I don't know. I, we haven't seen a dry football in a while, it, so <laughs> it, it'll be fun. Is is what it'll be? Hopefully, if that yeah. if that's the case, well, so. I'm, not, I'm gonna I'll believe it when I see it. Just based off what we've seen, yeah. I trust our weather team a lot. You yeah, know, that's it's not that. It's just you know we haven't seen. Did a dry, I jump for joy a little bit? Yes. We haven't seen a dry football weekend since 2021. So. Um, Quite excited if it pulls through for us. Before we look ahead to this week, which is a pretty good week of games, uh, I want to take a look back at last week. So we'll start with our play of the week winner. It comes to us from Savannah Christian. It was Kenry Wall, the sophomore, uh, returning the opening kickoff 85 yards for a touchdown. They would go up 7 nothing early en route to a big win over Battery Creek. Jake, that one got over 12,700 votes. Yeah, it was a good week in the, in the poll, and, and that, that – Touchdown return just kind of set the tone yeah, for another big win really for Savannah Christian. We'll talk some more about the Raiders coming up, but a big win for them in a couple ways. Yeah, so again, taking a look back at last week, Savannah Christian was one of my standout teams. Now, they ended that game at halftime because the weather was so bad. Savannah Christian was up 49-6 to on Battery Creek. They're undefeated right now, so they were one of my standout teams. Do you have any that really jumped out at you? I'll go with Johnson. They beat a previously unbeaten Brantley County team. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this was on a short week. Remember, they had to yeah. finish their game uh, with Windsor Forest on Monday yeah. because <laughs> of weather from the week before. And then they come back and they beat a previously unbeaten Herons team, 21-19. So, uh, good week for Johnson. And then how about Swainsboro? 35 nothing winners over Dodge County. The Tigers, after that state semifinal appearance a year ago, they had a great defense last year, and it appears they have one again. Mm-hmm. They've allowed just seven points this season. They've shut out three straight opponents, haven't given up a touchdown or any points since the season opener against Metter. It's They're going to go across the county, take on ECI this Friday in what should be a really good atmosphere at Roundtree Stadium. The last team I really want to shout out from last week is Effingham County. They beat SEB 42-7. to They opened with a loss at Richmond Hill. Rebels are now 2-2, two and two, but I think even that record's a little deceiving. I think this Rebels team is maybe better than 2-2 two and two when you say it would indicate. Yeah, I would agree, and, and they've got a, a good chance um, to to really make some noise in that kind of re-established region down there, and John Ford's got a good thing going in Springfield. Now, looking ahead to this week, which would technically be, what, week four, I think. Um, we're going to go with that. I think fifth week of football, week four, whatever. Our game of the week, Beaufort at May River. So we're going over to the low country uh, Buford coming into this one two and one. Yeah, and this is going to be a battle, kind of between two teams that have this this game for the for the first time in a, in a few years is not a region contest. Is uh, mm-hmm. Buford has dropped down to class AAA, but the last two still, or th- a, still a cross county well, rivalry. Yeah, the last yeah. Two, for two or three years, <laughs> this has really been the game that would decide yeah. the region seven four A title. First home game of the year for May River, so you know the tank is going to be rocking. Two of the last three games between these two teams have been decided by six points or less. It just feels like you can, you're going to get what you expect on Friday night between these two teams, which is a really physical game between two teams that want to out-physical their opponent. 
Mm-hmm. And whoever can do that is going to win this game. And I think even without the stakes and, and there, there's nothing really on the line in terms of region and playoff implications, yeah. I still think it's going to be a really fun game between two teams that want to beat each other. Yeah, so May River coming in at 1-2. and two. They lost at New Hampstead, which we'll get to New Hampstead in a little bit. By 20, and that New Hampstead team is really good. And then they beat West, or they lost at West Ashley 7-3. to The weather was so bad that night. And then they beat Ridgeland in a shutout last week. So they're coming in with a little momentum. And uh, Buford opened with a loss, and they haven't lost since then. So it's a compelling matchup, I think. Yeah, and, and the two teams that May River has lost to are both really, really good. good. And then, yeah. of course, Buford lost to a Fort Dorchester team that's really good as well in Class 5A. So these are two teams that I think are maybe probably better than the record indicates. I know yeah. it's 1-2 and 2-1. Two and two and one. It's early in the season. But I think both of these teams are still really good. And I think the thing that's fun about it is I don't think you're going to expect a lot of surprises, right? Like, you know who these teams are. You, yeah. know, you know what they're going to do. And they know each other. Right. <laughs> I mean, Rodney Summers' team is going to line up, and they're going to try to run the ball all, all night. If they could do it, they will. And then Buford's going to kind of do the same thing. They'll throw the ball a little bit more, I would imagine, than May River. But both teams are going to rely on their defense, and both teams are going to try to win the battle up front and see if they can just, by the third and fourth quarter, break you down. And it's really fun when you have two teams like that that know each other well and you know what you're going to get, and it's just going to be a matter of who goes out there and does it better. And I think that's what's going to be a lot of fun. You mentioned uh, May River going to try to run the ball. I got this stat from our friends over at Loco Sports. Uh, Jaden Jones for May River last week, 160 yards, four touchdowns on just 15 carries. It's not bad. Not bad at all. So that'll be one to watch. That'll lead our coverage on the end zone Friday night. Another interesting matchup, a little bit of a rivalry, Country Day at Savannah Christian. And Savannah Christian seeking their first 4-0 start under head coach Baker Woodward. So as good as they've been right. under Baker Woodward, 37-14 and 14 in four seasons, a semifinal appearance, two quarterfinal appearances, they've never started a season 4-0. They have a chance to do that on Friday night. They've blown out three overmatched mm-hmm. opponents, I think is fair to say. Um, they'll yeah. going to be favored to beat Country Day as well. I would imagine that Country Day is closer to Savannah Christian than Christian's last three opponents are. Uh, but this is still a really good Savannah Christian team. And next week on the schedule, a visit to Calvary for the Raiders. Right. And so there's a possibility, depending on what Calvary does in Hinesville, they'll be expected to win that game as well. We could have those two you know, mega rivals going at it both undefeated. Undefeated. That yeah. would be a fun one. Uh, Raiders are averaging over 57 points per game right now, and they've only given up 19 points this whole season, so it's not bad. They've done exactly <laughs> what they're supposed to do against yeah. the teams they've played, which is a, a compliment. That is not a, a, a that is not a statement to downplay right. what they've done. Right. They took care of business. Yeah, absolutely. And and how about Elijah Griffin just this week named the number three prospect in the country in the class of twenty twenty five casual by rivals. The all star standout defensive tackle for the Raiders is gonna make some noise and He's a guy that you're going to have to deal with, and it's Country <laughs> Day's task. Do it's Country Day's task this week, yeah. So Country Day, you know, as much as we talked about Savannah Christian, Country Day's coming in at two and one. They've only given up 25 points this season so far. They beat Windsor Forest. They beat Pinewood Christian. They fell just by six at Aquinas last week. So that's not a bad loss by any means. And they're a young team, and they've put a lot 
on senior running back Michael Grandy this year. Over 100 yards rushing in each game. He's got five touchdowns. He's going to be the guy. It's They're going to put a lot on Grandy again. And if they're going to compete in this game and be in it in the fourth quarter, they're probably going to need a big game from Michael Grandy. So expect to see a lot of runs with him Friday night. There's talent at Country Day. There's a lot of young yeah. talent. So it'll be interesting to kind of see this, this battle and how it goes. Yeah, yep. should be a fun one over in Pooler. Another one of intrigue, and these are schools that don't always get a lot of chatter. Uh, Portal at Bryan County. Two teams off to what I think are some of the better stories in Southeast Georgia yeah. at all. Portal, just, just for reference here, Portal could surpass their most wins in a season since 2011 if they win Friday night. I was a senior in high school in right. 2011. Yeah, I graduated college in 2011. <laughs> They're 3-0 for the first time since 2005. The Panthers haven't made the playoffs since 2006. Entering this season, Portal had not won a game since November 2019. Yeah. And they're off to an undefeated start. They're fun to watch. Yeah, a big reason for that, Elijah Coleman, 479 yards, seven touchdowns on just 47 carries this season. He's averaging more than 10 yards a carry. That's really good for for those that I'm not a math, really I'm not good. a mathematician, <laughs> but that's really really good. And then here's a Bryan County team. They're going to go to Pembroke, two and one in Sherrard Freeman's third season. They've just had four winning seasons in school history. They haven't made the playoffs since 2015. They have a tough loss to a pretty good Lincoln County team to start the year on just the road. Three point loss, also. yeah, three like, point loss to a, to a really good program over there in Lincolnton. Um, I'm I'm excited to see this one. I, I yeah. this may I don't know if it's going to be the best game or, or where these teams are going to end up at the end of the year, but this is a game that has some intrigue to it. That has mm-hmm. some a little bit of pizzazz, a little bit of oomph behind it. And yeah. both of these programs have just been starving for any of that. And so it is really cool to see these two programs that have for years. Yep. Just not been good. They it just, all starts with one win. They have really struggled for years and years and years, and now to see them kind of go in and play each other in a game that a lot of these programs and these communities have mm-hmm. just been just starving for, wanting for so long, it's it's really cool. It's a cool story. They're both coming off a of bye week, too, so fresh legs and a lot of buildup and excitement. I think that's going to be a really fun environment. And those are some smaller schools, but a couple heavy hitters that we've got coming in. New Hampstead at Richmond Hill. Could be the most fun game this weekend. It could. Now, Richmond Hill is 2-2, two and two, but it's a sneaky 2-2. Two and two. Like, I, that doesn't indicate how good I think this Richmond Hill team is. New Hampstead coming in at 4-0. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Yeah, so we'll start on, on the Richmond Hill side. Their losses are at Ware County, who's a top team in, in their class. 20 to seven. It's not like they got blown right. out. And then the loss to Baker County, Florida, Saturday night down in, in Brunswick. And by the, three, right. Um, Richmond Hill has not lost a regular season home game since 2019. Hmm. You know who the loss was to? I don't remember. You want to take a guess? Oh gosh. I'll give you a hint. They're playing them on Friday night. Oh, yeah, Kyle Hockman and New Hampstead, <laughs> the last team to go to Wildcat Stadium uh. in the regular season, 21-14 back in 2019. That's a good fun that, fact that, there, That's Jake. a fun fact that means nothing about this game. I just thought it was was interesting. And here's New Hampstead, 4-0, but without a doubt, this will be the biggest test they've faced yeah. so far this season. 
on the road against a 7A team that is probably pretty ticked off. Yeah, and New Hampstead, I mean, they've been rocking and rolling. They beat May River by 20. They beat Windsor Forest. They beat Bradwell. They beat South Lake Florida on the road last week, 42-0. Like, they're no joke. Polly Seeley has been tremendous this year running this offense. He's a Wofford commit mm-hmm. at quarterback, completing nearly 70% of his passes, 12 touchdowns to four interceptions, yep. and he's spreading the ball around. That's That's the yeah. part of it that I think is the most – devastating for opposing defenses is there's not just one receiver that you can try to lock in on and, and slow down. Yeah. Seeley's going to find all the weapons he has across the field, and that makes this New Hampstead team really, really dangerous. To They've stop. got a run game, too, though, running back Caleb Smith, averaging over 100 yards per game. That's also nothing to <laughs> shrug at. But on the other side, Richmond Hill has a solid quarterback, too, and Ty Goldrick, and he's had six to touchdown passes, gosh, if I could talk, this season while running back Zion Gilliard has five rushing TDs. So they can spread it out as well. This was almost the game of the week. It was. We, we, we talked about this for a little while. On, <laughs> we went on, back and forth. And I, like I said, I, I think May River Buford is going to be great. I think it's going to be physical and kind of smash mouth football and probably low scoring. And, and a lot of that I'll probably be wrong now that I've said it. But <laughs> I, I think that's going to be a, a game where it, it's going to be a real slobber knocker to quote the great JR. Um, this game, I have no idea what to expect. I really don't either. You know, the Richmond Hill crowd really gets into it, and that plays a factor. And we played rainy football all season, so I'm really excited to see these two quarterbacks get to air it out maybe a little bit more as well. It it seems like they've been airing it out pretty well so far this year. But, yeah, yeah, they won't be dealing with the rain and and all that throughout and probably, hopefully, we'll get a full football game. Richmond Hill doesn't play on turf, so. It it should be it a really a, a really fun one in Richmond Hill. I don't know what to expect, but I do think it could be maybe the most entertaining game of the weekend. I don't disagree with you. So we've got some really exciting ones coming up, and uh, Jake and I will be out there per usual. You can watch us on the end zone at eleven twenty p.m. on WTOC, and we're hoping everybody stays dry for a Friday especially night, especially us, yeah, especially <laughs> us and our cameras for a change, and. Uh, Yeah, thank you for listening. Make sure you download and subscribe. We'll see you back here next week. For Jake and I, have a great Friday night of football.